1: And I'm Callum, sharing my perspectives from both being an entrepreneur and working in a variety of different companies. Whether you lead a team or a business, you'll find practical tips, inspirational insights and ideas as we discuss a wide range of leadership topics. So with that, here's today's episode.
0: Our Lead to Succeed podcast guest this week is Ian Hogg. Now, Ian is the chairman of FastPay.com. I'm sure we'll hear more about this, but it's the Flexible and Ethical Wage app. And uh, Ian is also a seasoned podcast host himself. He has a wellbeing podcast and maybe he'll share a little bit about that as well. So Ian, welcome. Thank you for giving us some time to be our guest. Would you like to do a little bit of an introduction on yourself?
2: Well, thanks you so, Rebecca. Um, yeah, quick intro, you know, so I've, I've been in leadership and management roles for about 40 years. And uh, I started in the Royal Navy as a midshipman back in the very early 80s. Um, and so, you know, I you know, I was interested to come on the on the podcast and talk about leadership because I've had a wide range of experience, some good, some bad, and you know, I, I feel I've learned quite a few lessons over the years.
0: Brilliant, thank you.
1: Yeah, Ian, thanks very much for, for jumping on the podcast. I'm uh, really excited to have you, have you on. I think you've got oh. a wealth of experience to so be yeah, looking forward to, to sharing with us today. Um, so, just wants to kind of like jump into an initial question: What sort of uh, traits do you think would would make an effective uh, an effective leader?
2: Uh, well I th- I think that qualities that help you build trust okay because if you're not trusted as a leader you're effectively the boss you're not a leader you know and I think those sort of um, qualities are around things like empathy um, you know integrity and honesty uh, if you know trust you have to have honesty to be build trust and um, Yeah, you could also add on that same one. You could you could add consistency as well. Inconsistent leaders don't build trust. And then I think probably the my number one would be listening. Um, You know, I think we don't know what we don't know, uh, but actually your team quite often does know what you don't know. And if you listen to them, they'll probably tell you. Um, And uh, if you listen, there'll probably be a, a less yeah, a more, more gentle way of putting it across to you than if you uh if you plough on. So, so my mind would be about building trust, empathy, integrity, and listening.
0: I'm sure we will both agree with those completely. And have you ever been in a situation where you've not listened and you've learned that as a hard lesson?
2: Uh, yeah, uh, pretty much. It's a, I think it's a lesson you you keep learning. Do you know, what I mean, it's um, whenever you know it's you don't just learn the lesson once and get it right and never make the mistake again you quite often end up going back and going you know what i've learned this lesson a dozen times before (laughs) and i need to listen and stop plowing on and that might be a character trait of mine where you know um where you know i'm trying to push for results or whatever and you stop listening and and start preaching but yeah i i think it's a it's a regular lesson that people have to keep learning Sure,
1: thanks, Ian. I just sort of like to sort of recap on one of those things you mentioned about trust. Uh, when you're, when, let's say, when you're on a small team or you're a new leader in a team or you might be new into managerial role or whatever it might be, how do you think you can sort of help to establish that trust and rapport with people, kind of uh, in in the early days?
2: Well, I I think um, I I think one of them is if you say you're going to do something, do it. I mean, that is one of my number one sort of um, pet hates. I think it, I think I'm quite good at it, or I'd like to think I'm quite good at it you know, and uh, I at least am conscious that when I promise to do something, I'm trying my hardest to deliver on it. So I think that's probably number one. Um, I think leads, you know, sort of lead by example, or another way to put that is sort of always be prepared to do um, whatever task it is you're asking somebody else to do, you know, so you shouldn't be asking to do something that you wouldn't be prepared to do. And quite often, I don't think you should be asking to do something that you 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 haven't got an understanding of um as we get more technical you know i'm i'm no longer in a position where i can do every job in the company you know we're a software company and i can't write code whereas when when i was first learning to be a manager or a leader i could do every task that was that was available you know that was required i can't do that anymore um lack of mental firepower i'm afraid um but so i think they're they're probably the 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 key elements you know don't ask people to do things that you wouldn't be prepared to do um you know and you know if you say you're going to do something do it
0: that's also a pet hate of mine and I don't know if you experience this much Ian but people say they're going to phone you back and they don't
2: yeah see I just never say I'm going to phone people back (laughs) (laughs) I'm not saying I'm good at phoning people back but I don't promise to either so uh...
1: Okay. I think it's a true point though. Like it's it's kind of the small things, isn't it? People people notice like paying attention to the detail and, and picking up on the small things. And I just said if you're going to do something, and then you sort of, I think people remember when people say they're going to do something, they either do or don't do it. Yeah. Um, so I think I think it's a great point.
0: You you talked about in your intro that you'd worked in the Navy and you'd had lots of experiences of leadership, good and not so good. So what have you learned from the not so good um aspects of leadership that might help our listeners in terms come away with some practical pieces of advice from those learnings.
2: Well I think I you know if I if I look back and remember some of the things I was doing when I was you know in my my early twenties, you know, I sort of would cringe now, you know, and um you know almost be embarrassed about how I used to lead. Um, Of course it was a different time and it was a different um, a different environment. And of you know and I think for me it's just a it's just a long journey you know of 40 years of learning to adapt to different things so when I when I was a young junior officer in the navy I had a team of gung ho divers okay all boys um, you know not much older than me all quite aggressive and macho and now at fastpay I've got a team of multicultural millennial software developers that are brighter than me aren't at all aggressive, think things through. Um, And so there's, you know, there's both a different culture in terms of the people I'm trying to sort of encourage along the path or to lead, um, but also different approach. So when I was in the Navy, you know, we would throw whatever resource we had, we were very task orientated. It didn't matter what you had to do to achieve the task. it was pretty much acceptable you know, within you know within ethical reasons, but you would throw whatever resources you needed to, to throw at it to achieve the task. Um, and action, any action was better than no action. Whereas if you're in a software company and you say, right, I don't care, just write me some code, just get me a code, any code and let's move forward. That, you can obviously guess that that would cause chaos. Um, so you have to have a different approach. And between those, you know, those two uh, extremes, if you like, um, they're both effective in their own environment, but one has had to learn over the period how to go from one to the other. And so if we go back to the good and the bad is sometimes when you're, you're adjusting, like when you've come out of the Navy and people don't call you sir anymore and you're, you know, and they don't take kindly when you use their surname instead of their first name, it takes time to adjust, you know. And so I would say there's, you know, there have been plenty of occasions over the years where, you know, I've made mistakes where you know, I've not been entirely, you know, pleased or proud of the, the, the way I've done it. The trick is you've got to, got to reflect on it, listen, hopefully people will tell you. Um, when you make mistakes and you've got to keep learning and, and you know, adjusting your management and leadership style to the current, you know, w- the world we live in now.
1: Awesome. Yeah. Thanks for sharing that. And one, one thing I'd quite like to, to touch on, which I think sort of ties into what you're saying a little bit about having like leadership at, at sort of two different, um, you know, earlier on in your career and where you are now perhaps in a slightly different way. One thing I'm quite interested we talk a lot with our guests about it, is how people can sort of be a leader when they're not necessarily in like a management kind of position and i think you know just having a having a look at your linkedin profile here you're in sort of quite a lot of those more senior level positions but what sort of advice would you have for someone that perhaps isn't necessarily in you know a typical kind of leadership position but like wants to be a leader wants to help lead the team do you have any sort of um tips or advice for sort of people who are in that in that sort of position Uh,
2: well one of one of the things that um you know uh, i you know i strongly believe is that we should any organization should put leaders at every level. So so this is a military um, thing. So, you know, if you look at what has made military leadership successful, it, you know, they, you know, when the troops are out in Afghanistan and there's a corporal with a platoon of, you know, 10 men out on patrol, you can't bring up the general and get any advice, you know, that, that corporal has to be a leader okay and they have to make decisions on the ground and they they have to be decisive and you can take that across the the military and the military is built on that principle that you have leadership at every level and what i would say to people that want to aspire into a leadership or managerial role is that, you know the that, that a good organization will spot their leadership potential and and start to promote them up the, the chain, if that's the, the correct phrase. So if I were starting out again, and I wasn't sort you know, I was put on a program, you know, I joined as an officer in the Navy, and they whacked you straight on a leadership program on day one. Um, if I wasn't um, lucky or unlucky enough, depending on your point of view, to go through that program, I would be encouraging, you know, somebody to start showing leadership in in meetings or in workshops or in you know, in their team. And some of that leadership, you know, we're more servant led. You know, we're more servant leaders now, aren't we? So if I was in a team, I would take responsibility. And again, that's another. I didn't discuss it earlier, but taking responsibility is pretty much the same as some of the other things I was saying. Is I would start to take responsibility, solve problems for. For the team solve problems for my for the person who's leading that team um and show that i had an appetite to um you know to to move into that role and of course by doing that one you're signaling that you're keen and two you're um you're learning and developing um and you're you're getting practice at being a leader
0: i think there's a a brilliant point to raise in i think we can all be leaders at whatever stage of a business or our career we are in, or our life, we can always step into being improving our leadership and taking a leadership position. One of the, the things you mentioned just now, Ian, was being able to get feedback on your leadership. So how do you encourage teams to, to give you feedback on how you're performing as a leader?
2: I think it's a, a particular – it's very difficult, okay, because um, – yeah, you know, well, particularly as you get more senior. So, you know, I'm the chairman and the CEO, and I and and I always finish up a meeting with, okay, any feedback? Anybody would, everybody signed up to that. I'm always looking for consensus, or oh, I think I am. Okay, my guess is that some of the younger people are looking at me, going, "All oh, right, Ian's finished talking now. like right, let's just shut up and get out." And I don't often get all of that feedback, or, or people people are. maybe a bit shy to say well actually and you know that wasn't a very good meeting you know you just told us what to do and you didn't really listen um so that's quite a brave thing for people to say but of course that's the feedback you need as a leader you need to know um exactly if you've been behaving in that way so one of the things we do at fastpay is we have a um, an independent um, coach a guy called Andy Long, and he's an ex England rugby international. And what his role in the team? He's entirely independent. He seeks that feedback on our behalf. So quite often he'll pull pull me aside and say, "Listen, I've been speaking to some of the team, and you know." that didn't go well that meeting you know um this is what you could have done better and he'll run workshops to try and improve that communication so i think um i think there are plenty of methods for getting that feedback you know 360 um you know type surveys you know having somebody like a coach which is what we use we use both of those methods but direct feedback where somebody looks you in the eye and says ian you just you know, talked over us in the meeting and it didn't I didn't feel good about it is rare but I suppose the point about listening goes that when somebody like Andy comes and gives me the feedback I have to try hard to improve rather than go oh no don't don't worry about <laughs> that Andy yeah don't agree They, you, know, <laughs> you know I was I was perfect in the meeting so actually <laughs> you have to get that out of your head that you're you know being hum. you know if we go back to the the advice and traits, humble and um, humility, yeah, they're, they're good traits as well and not always believing you're right.
0: I think it's brilliant that you bring somebody in to give you that direct feedback and challenging as that may be, it is the way that we improve. It puts us outside of our comfort zone at times to get that feedback, but um, it is, as you, as you say, the way to, to get better. And as leaders, we're always aspiring to be better and we need that feedback to make that progress
2: yeah no and and they don't just give feedback he doesn't just give feedback to me um, it's not always me that's wrong you know there's other people <laughs> get uh, There's other people get it wrong as well i think um, but yeah you know it's a fairly and it's a well used service if you like within the company and i've had one to ones with people who they've they've really praised it and think it's a thing that makes the company you know different and you know they, one of the reasons they like working for us just off the back of having a, a you know a coach that is independent uh, and Andy will never give me any, he will never say to me who's given the feedback. Sometimes no. I can guess, but you know, it's like, no. um,
1: I think what I really like about that in is is to me, it kind of goes back to being like a bit more of an open and like perhaps forward thinking organization. It kind of goes back to those, some of those things that we talked about earlier on about like building trust and listening to people. I think if people feel that they have the ability to like give someone like the CEO feedback and like in a non, in a way that they're not going to get, um, what's the word I'm looking for, um, you know it's not going to come back to yeah and there's not going to be no judgment or it's not going to come back to, to hurt them I think it is a great sign and I wanted to ask a question around that is there ever been sort of any feedback that you've had that was perhaps like maybe surprising or you weren't expecting and sort of how you uh acted accordingly to that and sort of improved your leadership uh, style moving forward
2: I, I can't think of it you know well when I was fairly junior you know in, in the Navy you know I got some pretty blunt and and strong feedback and um you know uh, you know a year or so into my career they you know uh, i was put on what was called a leadership warning because because they they thought i was rubbish you know so um and i probably was in hindsight so you know they and you know i was determined to stay and wanted to stay so i i listened and did what i had to do so you know maybe it sort of tracks back to that where you know it wasn't unusual for me to get brutal feedback as it's evolved one i hope i've got better but two, um, you know in Civy Street people are less blunt than, um, than they are they were in the Navy in the 80s um, so I quite often you know I don't often get that sort of surprising feedback um, Most of the stuff I get is it's 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 all the basic stuff you know so if I look at the feedback we get from Andy it's it comes back to things like we haven't communicated enough you know we're not keeping people up to date all these decisions got made and nobody informed us why or when you know we just got on with it and didn't tell anyone and you know communication um or people weren't involved in the decisions so all the feedback i get and have had over the last 10 it's not surprising it just annoys you that you go damn i made that mistake again and so i think you know hopefully um you're probably thinking I'm not a very quick learner here because you know I've been, I've been told these things for forty years and you still make the same mistakes but I think you, you you know we're all busy we've got a business to run we we were focused on some priorities like getting a deal or getting something out the door um and you forget sometimes so actually it, you know it, it's good to get the reminders but my I suppose the summary of that is the feedback's very rarely surprising it's the same mistakes but you know, I'm sure we all keep making the same mistakes and, unless we're reminded or unless we keep sort of being very focused and thinking about it.
0: I also think, though, in that, it's the ability to, it's self-awareness, so you're receptive to having that feedback um, as a leader and also um, being able to go back and put your hands up and say you made a mistake because I think teams love to hear that. They love to hear the boss made a mistake or the leader made a <laughs> mistake for a better phrase than boss and um, i think they find that encouraging yeah and it's no, okay for them to make mistakes then isn't it it's all all part of that process
2: yeah I and mean, i think it goes back to the sort of phrases at the beginning like integrity and you know honestly empathy you know it's um the op- you know probably the worst characteristic you see a lot of it posted on linkedin where people are saying that you know the bad boss is one that doesn't it you know, pretty comes doesn't listen always thinks they're right you know they're they're the complete opposite of leadership really aren't they I'm sure you've heard that lots of times on your podcast
0: yes what traits would you what what key skills or traits would you say and we've talked about integrity and leadership but if you would you give to an aspiring manager to make the step from management into leadership you know what three key things would you say these are the three key key things to develop
2: um I, well, one I've already mentioned, so recruit people smarter than you, okay? Um, so uh, the one I mentioned was, uh, you know, put leaders in at every level. So yes. th- I think that's that, you know, if, if you've only got one person at the top who thinks they're in charge and is telling everybody what to do and everybody else is weak, I, I can assure you it's not a great organisation. So leaders at every level is probably my number one. Number two, recruit people smarter than you. Um, yeah, that That is... You know that is always uh it always pays off you know and i think there are some managers out there or leaders out there that think that if the person's better or smarter than them they'll they'll lose their role which shows a sort of lack of confidence in their own ability whereas actually i always look at somebody i think great hire you know well done you've done well there you know you've got you've got a good hire that's gonna be great for the business um so so i think people have to have the confidence to do that which sort of comes up to my last sort of third point is be confident you know i think um you know with with and there's a balance so we just talked about humility and things like that and empathy but you, you need some confidence you know people people want to you know believe in the leader's got some sort of some sort of plan or some sort of direction or some sort of values that they believe in and i think you have to be confident in the confident in that but balance that with a sort of empathy and the listening, so that don't be so confident that you you can't you can't deliver it. But if you if you completely lack confidence, I would suggest you're going to find it difficult to lead.
0: Now, those are the very salient points, and I guess the on your last point, have the confidence, but not border into being arrogant about it. You know, yeah, have that, have that humbleness as well, isn't it?
2: Well, I, I I'm sure we've all sat in, yeah, I've sat in meetings where there's no action, nobody takes any responsibility for it. And it's almost like the I'm sat there and there's 10 people sitting there and nobody shows the confidence, say, okay, fine, this is what I think we should do. Okay, and that takes a bit of confidence and a, a little bit of courage sometimes. And without those sort of interventions into a workshop or a meeting or, you know, leadership um, scenario, things never move forward. <laughs> you know, we all sit around and go, yeah, that was a good meeting then nothing got achieved so I think people have to have the confidence to move things forward and and or challenge it you know the confidence to say well actually uh, I disagree with that idea you know I don't think we're going to achieve it if we do that and um, so confidence I think is an important per, part of a leader
1: I think that like ties in quite a quite a number of different topics actually and you said you know like having as you said sort of like being being a confident leader but not sort of bordering over into arrogance but then also sort of having like like the emotionally the emotionally intelligent side as well which like goes back to like building trust with with your team members actually being able to listen to like what they're saying and then being able to like willing to sort of take on feedback and then adapt accordingly so i think it's kind of the traits of like an all-round like a well-rounded leader would you say
2: yeah yeah, no, I, I I agree, and I think you know there's is I think there's a saying that you know takes a lifetime to build a reputation and minutes to destroy it. I think it's the same with leadership. You know, it takes um it takes a lifetime to build all the skills um and trust, and it doesn't take long to destroy it amongst the team. You know, and um so I think you have to build all all, you know, all the things you just said there, Callum. You have to build them use them you know maintain that trust you maintain that integrity um bring the team along with you but you can destroy it pretty quickly um so you know i think it's yeah and emotional intelligence is a big part of that as well i agree yeah
0: as we um, wrap up in and thank you so much for sharing your insights on leadership and your and your thoughts on it are there um is there anything that you particularly like to share with our listeners maybe some anything that you're developing or any exciting projects that you have or um, how they may even get in touch with you
2: yeah well um so yeah i think um well, we've I've got my workplace wellbeing podcast, which um, we've got some. There's some good leaders. I'm not trying to nick all of your listeners, uh, Rebecca, <laughs> but um, but yeah, they they can find that. So if they go to fastpaye.com dot um, and click on the podcast link, we have some good leaders on that. It's not all about leadership, but the you know um, our most most listened to podcast on that was Sir Terry Leahy, who's one of our shareholders. Um, and you know we talk about all sorts of other things around leadership and well-being in the workplace like values and stress and all sorts of financial well-being and I think in a modern world um you know listening to some of those um some of the experts we have on on our podcast you know can help help a leader develop so yeah the one thing I'd um say is can I pinch all your listeners Rebecca yeah. <laughs> They, they can well, listen. They, they can <laughs> listen to more than one podcast. You know that. <laughs> Absolutely
0: right, and uh, it's all about sharing experiences and uh, knowledge. So um, that's great. We can we can um, mention we mention that in the in the podcast as well. So thank you for that. And one last throw in question, which um, you have not you're not aware of what that's going to be. And the, the question is, what would you what advice would you give your younger self? about
2: life a great question um (laughs) don't be such an idiot (laughs) i mean um i think i was quite you know i was quite aggressive and you know impetuous and um uh, you know and i'm not sure it did me a lot of good all of the time you know so i think I, I probably took a longer route to getting where i got to than i needed to and if i look at why it took me longer to get there it's probably you know i was impetuous aggressive, um you know and um and probably didn't listen as much as i should have uh, at the beginning so hopefully i'm some of the stuff i've said on the podcast is advice to my my younger self as well Um, because I wasn't always particularly good at some of those things
0: well self-reflection and another aspect of leadership
2: (laughs) yeah yeah I agree (laughs) 100%
0: thank you for, for sharing that Ian really appreciate your time and your insights and your many years of experience in leadership sharing what worked well and how you aspire and how you continue to be a leader today so thank you very much for that
2: Thank you. Thanks, Callan. Thanks, Rebecca. Thanks, Ian. Thanks very much.
0: Thanks for listening. We'd love to hear how this podcast has impacted your leadership. And if any of these concepts resonate with you and you'd like to find out more about leadership and business growth, go to the RGEM website, rgen.co.uk.